Support for this podcast comes from Hired. Hired empowers connections by matching the world's most innovative companies with the most ambitious tech and sales candidates. With Hired, companies can see what candidates want up front with visibility into competing offers and recruiting metrics. Hired's unique offering includes hired assessments and diversity goals, a feature to more easily discover qualified, underrepresented candidates. By combining technology and the human touch, Hired's goal is to provide transparency in the recruitment process and to empower each of their partners to employ their potential and keep their talent pipeline full. To learn more about how Hired can help you find your next great hire, go to Hired.com slash Recruiting Future. That's Hired.com slash Recruiting Future. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 483 of the Recruiting Future podcast. One thing that's remained constant in our changing talent markets is the importance of targeting the right audience with the right message at the right time. In the noisy world of recruitment marketing, talent marketplaces are proving to be effective platforms for bringing employers and like-minded potential employees together. My guest this week is John Beard, Head of Corporate and Technical Talent Acquisition at One Medical. One Medical is competing for talent in some very difficult markets. John has a lot of insights to share on finding, connecting and persuading the right talent to join the organisation in rapidly changing times. Hi John and welcome to the podcast. Thank you Matt, very happy to be here. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please, could you introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Sure. Uh, My name is John Beard, and I have the uh, great privilege of leading a few of the recruiting teams for One Medical, which is a uh, U.S. national healthcare company. Um, Specifically, I lead our tech recruiting teams, our corporate function recruiting team, and the recruiting operations organization. Fantastic stuff. Um, lots of things I want to ask you. I, I suppose before we do, by way of context, just tell us a little bit about One Medical and the, you know, the, the, the kind of size of the enterprise and the, and the things that you do. Sure. One Medical started about 15 years ago with one brick and mortar office in San Francisco with the thought that um, the primary care experience for most people was just a horrendous experience and we wanted to make it better. Now, that has grown now to we serve nationally 20 markets with more coming online in 2023. We are approaching 150 offices nationwide, again, more coming uh, in both existing and new markets in 2023. Uh, And it is a hybrid model of both um, telehealth and 
uh, brick and mortar. Now, I'm imagining because it's obviously been such a crazy couple of years for recruiting, but particularly so I would imagine in the, in the healthcare sector. Tell us about the recruiting challenges in your market. And I'd be interested to know whether they changed this year as, as, as the market's changed. You know, they really, in some ways they have changed. In some ways they haven't. I mean, we, we remain in a very competitive space. Um, especially when we're talking about trying to hire providers. Um, but even for things like tech and corporate functions, uh, earlier this year, as you know, Matt, I mean, the, the market was just crazy. Uh, and, and we were back in what we used to call the war for talent, uh, truly, because it seemed like every candidate that we talked to or made an offer to had three to five other offers in hand. Uh, obviously, then in what felt like almost an instant things changed dramatically and the layoffs and rifts started um, and the market just, just changed dramatically. So in the beginning of the year, we were looking for talent. You know, there, there's obviously in a hot market, there's a lot of people who simply want to optimize their earning potential at, during a unique point in time. Totally get it. Totally respect it. But that's not who we're looking for. Being a healthcare company, we're looking for people who are very tied to a company's mission, who really want to be a part of healthcare and change the way that healthcare is delivered in the United States. Um, so what we used to say is we're looking for missionaries, not mercenaries, uh, when it comes to that. Uh, and so our challenge was just trying to identify those candidates that really were tied to the mission and wanted to be part of what we were doing. You know, fast forward to today and the market's entirely flipped on its head and the challenge is a little bit different now, right? Because with unemployment rising, with people getting laid off, now we're faced with trying to identify those candidates who really, again, want to be part of a mission and are not just looking for a lifeboat, any, you know, any port in a storm kind of feel because the market is so bad right now. Um, so it changes the way that we kind of assess a candidate's motivations, but yet it still remains very competitive for us in the, in the roles and the kinds of roles that we're looking for. You mentioned there missionaries, not mercenaries, which is a great phrase. Tell us more about your strategy to sort of identify and, and bring those people on board, particularly in terms of things like employer brand and candidate experience. Yeah, and, and candidate experience is really um, our North Star in the whole assessment process. Um, whenever there is a decision to be made and how we do something, we will always err on the side of the candidate versus the business. Um, so we try to keep the candidate in control of the process as much as possible. We have SLAs, you know, in terms of our response times and things like that. Are we perfect in it? No, if I'm being honest, I wish we were perfect in it and we're striving to be perfect in it, but we're not there yet. We probably never will be, but I think we provide uh, certainly uh, one of the far better candidate experiences um, in the industry as compared to a lot of other companies. And what is it that really differentiates you in terms of that candidate experience? Yeah, I think it's exactly that. I think every time we've looked at process optimization, we've looked at the way we do things, we always say, how does this, how is this going to feel to the candidate? Um, is this going to be a good experience or is this going to be a negative experience? Um, one of the things that we do that a lot of companies don't do is we're willing to provide uh, feedback 
uh, to our candidates after their interviews. Um, we offer it to them. It's up to a candidate whether or not they want to actually connect with us and, and hear the feedback. But we think that that, that is a, a huge differentiator. And we know we there's been numerous and countless candidate uh, surveys out there that say the lack of feedback is one of their number one complaints. So I think that, I think the speed at which we operate, and I think the consistency, we have a very structured competency-based interview model. Um, And so each candidate gets, you know, almost the same experience through. And I think that that serves us really well too. And obviously the market's very noisy in terms of competition, particularly in areas like tech. How do you cut through that noise and and really make sure that you're connecting with the the right people for your business? Yeah. So that's, you know, gets back to, you know, looking for people who really want to be uh, a part of of healthcare. Um, you know, when, when we're looking at, at tech people, we know we're not one of the great big sexy tech companies out there. And yet we're competing with all of those companies for the same kind of talent. So we do want those tech folks who want to work on something important. I mean, everybody says that they want to have an impact. I don't think that's hard to do, actually. And I don't think impact is actually the right word that they mean, but it's not hard to have an impact. I mean, you you come in, you do a good job, you're going to have an impact on the company that you're working for. So I don't think that's hard. So we talk less about impact and more about what's important. So what we're doing is important. We're trying to change the way that primary healthcare is delivered in the United States. Um, And, you know, our membership growth and our uh, NPS scores indicate that we are being successful in it. It's a really competitive landscape right now. We've kind of proven that the model can work. So there's a lot of fast followers and not so fast followers. Um, and there's a lot of very big players trying to get in the, uh, the healthcare business too. It's not an easy business at all. Um, and a lot of people have failed at it or just not made any progress. Um, but we have made substantial progress and continue to grow. Getting back to your original question, again, it's about finding those people who want to be involved in that. Is it, you know, do you want to use your technical skills to help people find, you know, more pictures of the Kardashians a little easier? Or do you really want to work on something that's going to change people's lives? And how do you, you've obviously got a great story to tell there. How do you, how do you tell that? How do you get that message out there? You know, at the end of the day, recruiting is still a business of people and person to person communications. Um, It can be hard to cut through the noise. I mean, especially in a hot market when candidates are getting reached out to um, countless times a week. And we saw that earlier in the year. It can be hard to cut through the noise. There's no shortcut for really taking the time to craft personal messaging out to candidates and to be persistent about it because we know that timing may not be right uh, exactly when you know, either on their side or our side or our side. So we just keep at it. But that, I wish I had a secret panacea for it. I mean, if I did, Matt, I'd sell it and retire to an island. Uh, but it's funny. In many ways, we still do the same things that we did, you know, 100 years ago when I started in this business. It's still about people. And we've really automated the heck out of our process as we do look for efficiencies 
but there is still no substitute for that person-to-person communication when you want to tell a story and you want to hear someone else's story. In terms of finding the right people to tell that story to, what role do things like talent marketplaces, you know, for example, Hired.com, what, what, what kind of roles do they play in your strategy? Yeah, I, I mean, they they play a big piece. There are, are certain of those... Um, of those platforms that lend themselves naturally to one community or another. Um, we actually do use Hired. It's actually our number one source of hire for uh, for technical folks. Um, and we use some other ones. We use some ones that specialize in clinical recruiting. We use some that specialize more in um, more of the entry-level kind of roles for our front desk people or maybe for allied health for our phlebotomists and things like that. So there are a lot of specialty ones out there. And you know, we have the data that tells us who performs well for us and who performs uh, less than ideally. And when budgets are tight and you're trying to make good decisions, you have to be able to look at that data and know where your dollars are going to be spent most effectively. I suppose what's the differentiation between the candidates that you find on on talent marketplaces and ones on more traditional job boards? It's more like a warm introduction, right? When you, when you connect with somebody that's already on one of those platforms. I mean, they've already got They've already, just by virtue of being on the platform, they're at least, if they're not actively looking, they're open to the right discussion. Um, And some of these platforms with your employer profiles, you can really, really, that's where you try and tell the the story as compelling as you can, even though it's just a a digital story at that point. Um, But you will hopefully at least can make it compelling enough. And then the messaging to the individual Uh, you want to make compelling enough that they want to at least have that first conversation because we feel pretty good based on the story that we have to tell and what we have to offer that if we can get that first conversation with them, um, the the vast majority of them are, are going to want to keep engaged with us. So as, as a final question, there's obviously a very big emphasis, particularly in the media at the moment, the commentary around the industry about you know layoffs in tech and, and all these sort of things. How do you think the tech talent market is going to develop over the next one to two years? Do you think it's going to be easier or more challenging to hire? And what do you think the key drivers are going to be? Um, I, I think that it could very well be even more difficult. I think in uncertain times, people tend to hunker down. Um, certainly, we saw that at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, and uh, now that we're, you know, come, sort of come out the back end, depending on uh, which you know, news source you read on, a, on any particular day. Um, but I think that people, when they're nervous, will kind of hunker down, uh, burden the hand, so to, so to speak. That will make it a little more challenging for us. But again, we have such a good story to tell. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we didn't lay off anyone in tech, um, even when things got, you know, much, much slower. I mean, the pivot for us was more natural because telehealth was already a part of our business model and had been for several years. So the pandemic pivot for us was probably easier than for most healthcare companies. Um, You know, now uh, I I look across the tech team and, and once again, you know, we're not taking the same approach that a lot of other companies are taking. Um, we are 
being more conservative in our hiring right now and and our spending right now, um, but no layoffs. And I, I think that's a really good story to tell. You know, we like to say we're human centered in the way we deliver healthcare. My experience in the almost three years I've been here is that One Medical is very human centered in almost everything it does. John, thank you very much for talking to me. All right, Matt, thank you. My thanks to John. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter, Recruiting Future Feast, and get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Thank you.